Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's episode 38 of The Wise Guys. We're back. Another week, another episode. How you feeling tonight, bro? Man, I'm feeling great, yo. It's my off day, man. You know, Mondays <laughs> is the off day. It's Heinz Ward's birthday, man. Oh, a shit. role model to me, man. Low key since I was younger, man. His toughness as a wide receiver. He was just always one of the toughest wide receivers, man. He ain't never take no shit. Yeah, man. Definitely one of the best wide receivers growing up, man, when we were young bulls. Always remembered Heinz Ward making a crazy play, something, man. And he's got them rings, so you know he put in the work. Man, Heinz Ward, happy birthday. Yeah, man, really reminds me of my childhood, man. But speaking of childhood, man, coming to America, uh, it was kind of in my childhood, man. I can't lie to you. I didn't really watch it growing up. I watched it a couple. Of, I think I watched it twice, maybe. But I don't know. Never was really a fan, man. But I heard coming to America sucks. Honestly, uh, I didn't watch it, so don't take my word for it. I'm taking other people's word for it. So I don't know. Go check it out if you want, but I'm here and stay away from it. Yeah, it was like a sequel or whatever. I don't I don't really know. Not too sure. I didn't see the new one. I uh, seen the parts of the old ones like years ago, man. But I don't know. Apparently, I'm not hearing too many good things about it. Though. <laughs> yeah, man. You know what I'm saying, man. Eddie but, Murphy. <laughs> on a, yeah, Eddie Murphy. I don't Yo, but before we get into the other topic, man. Eddie Murphy, Kevin Hart. I'm hearing the topic. Who do you think got the better movies, man? Oh, man, he coming at me early with it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so I, I would say if we're going to compare the two, I got to go movies. You know, Eddie Murphy had, like, you know, Nutty Professor, all that growing See, up. Like, bro, he had, yeah, yeah. What, what really gets me with Eddie Murphy, not to go too bro, but Haunted Mansion. Yeah, yo, that was my you know favorite what? movie growing up as a kid. I, I can't lie. Bro, honestly, totally forgot. He, that, that didn't even pop up in my head just now. For whatever reason. But I'll give it to you. Uh, but Kevin Hart does have some pretty good movies out there. He's a funny dude, man. Uh, shout out to both of them. Keep it 100. But I would say Kevin Hart, Eddie Murphy. I, I prefer both their stand-ups over their movies. <laughs> nah, yeah. I'm taking the high road. But <laughs> nah, I definitely feel you, man. They're both two really talented comedians, man. They both make me laugh, for being honest. Uh I do like both of their stand-ups more than their movies, but yeah. like I said, I will give Eddie Murphy the slight edge in movies just because Haunted um, Mansion and Norbit I and say, Daddy yeah. Daycare, man. Yeah, like, yeah, they're real classics to me. They're real classics to me. Norbit, though, Norbit, hands down, is a Kevin, hilarious Kevin Hart's movie. more when I was like older, you know what I mean? Yeah, Kevin Hart was as we got older, but I feel like they both are funny in their own way. Um, but you got to go. Eddie Murphy has the longer movie history, I would say. He's got the better cat- catalog. I don't know. But again, prefer both their stand-ups. You know, Delirious, 100% Raw, all that back in the day when Eddie Murphy was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, man, for sure. 100%, man. As we know, both of them are definitely cashing out in the dough, man. Oh, They've yeah. been They're comedians for a while. They've been at it, man. And speaking of cashing in the dough, stimulus checks are coming our way, man. What do you think about it? Do you do you trust in the government? Do you think they're coming, man? Uh, yeah, I think they'll pull through with it. Uh, they pulled through with the first round. It's a little less this time, uh, but I think it's going to help everybody that could use it. Not actually, bro. I'm hearing this more. I think it's fourteen hundred this time. Oh yeah, honestly, bro. I I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the number yeah, keeps nah, changing. Nah. I, I think yeah. You know, you know, be man. They be voting on it. Maybe not. But I'm hearing <laughs> we get it. I'm also hearing the weather's getting to seventy degrees, man. It just feels like times are changing. Times is going up. I'm praying for the best, man. I hope that's a a plus, man, on the future side. Yeah, I mean the weather is getting warmer. You know. 
Uh, seems week by week is season up on us, so that's good. I mean, this winter, this winter was really brutal, bro. Like, bro, it felt so long. It felt like, disrespectful. Like it was just disrespectful outside every day. It was bricks. Yeah, man. <laughs> it was one of them every morning. You know I, what I mean? You I ever see that video when a dude getting in the car? It's like <laughs> yeah. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Why he's warming up his car, man? It was one of them for me every morning. Yeah, like I feel like an old man now. My knees be aching starting the car. You know what I mean? But yeah, that and, uh, aching definitely. I, we haven't is had different. that much snow in forever, man. You see. Little kids building snowmen and everything. It looks like a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. I don't really like snow when it's slushy, but I like snow when it's fluffy. <laughs> if that makes any sense, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, I, I like the snow when it's just, when it's that snow cone snow. You know what I mean. I just hate that. Wouldn't that be like a slushy though? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got me there, man. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you no, know what I mean? I hate man. when it's that rain slash snow, man. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, no, that's the, the nasty. That's, ice, that's the worst, man. That's uh, all we. Long story short, I'm glad we're moving on from the winter, man. Yeah, definitely, yeah. man. For sure. Peace. <laughs> Peace to winter, man. But speaking of summer, speaking of drinking, I don't know if we were speaking of drinking, but I am drinking. <laughs> we both uh, are. <laughs> yeah. Sipping on uh, uh, twisted tea tonight. Yeah. No seltzers. Twisted yeah, tea. Yeah, that, that's the drink, man, tonight. Just keeping it a little light. Travis Scott, Budweiser, Cacti Agave Seltzer, man. Spring 2021. What do you think about it, bro? Well, you know, we, we really fuck with the seltzers. And those of you that know and tune in know that we're usually sipping on the seltzers. But uh, I got to be honest, that's a power move for Travis Scott right there. Teaming up with Coors. Is it Coors he teamed up with? Budweiser, bro. Budweiser, Budweiser. Yeah, so I, I just think that's a power move for, for Travis Scott. I mean, all the business ideas he has or, like, the partnerships he's been doing, I mean, he's he's a smart dude. You know you know he knows what, how he's moving. Um but I think that's great. I mean, it's, summer's coming up. I think it's going to be awesome. I mean, he's going to compete with White Claw, obviously. Like, that's yeah, probably going to be like another White Claw. So another thing that I also want to touch up on is definitely buy into that Budweiser stock because I was looking up into it. It's definitely moving up, and I expect it to mo- keep moving up yeah. because, you know, everybody – you saw what happened when Travis Scott did that McDonald's shit, Exactly. Man. He, and he put up them numbers. Yeah, that's, so. what, that's what I'm talking People about. People are just going to buy it as a uh, – a novelty, man, just to put it up on their shelf, you know, yeah. I mean? just to have a cacti agave seltzer that he's dropping, man. I heard White Claw is 5%. This cacti apparently is 7%, man. It's like cacti. <laughs> yeah, that sounds what, like some, like, cacti. Like a TV it's show. A Disney it's a movie. cacti drink. Yeah, it's like, what? It's like a Travis Scott cartoon. <laughs> yeah, man, but apparently it's tequila slash agave, man, and oh, it's... Going to resemble a famous Texas drink, man, tequila and lime. Yeah, man, I think, it, like I said, it's going to be tough, especially with summer approaching. He's making the right moves. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, man, I feel like it's the perfect combo, tequila and lime. You can't go wrong in the summer. Everybody's going to drink it, especially seltzer. People trying to wash their carbs, man. Can't be bloated out there, man. Can't be bloated on the beach. That's a no-go. Can't be out there looking sloppy. <laughs> no, no, no. Everybody's trying to get them beach bodies coming up this summer. You already no know. No bloating. <laughs> Stay off the beer. Yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but speaking of bodies, speaking of toned up, UFC, man, UFC 259. Yeah, bro. I mean, we, there were some crazy fights this weekend, this past weekend. But uh, while we were on the music topic, bro, just going to pump the break real quick. I got to get into a few things, man, before we hit the UFC fights from this past weekend. Did you know, bro, two years ago today, Juice World dropped his Death Race for Love album, bro. And I know there's a lot of Juice fans out there. And we, you know, we lost him way too young. It's just another one of the artists, man, along with Pop, King Von, all them. Yeah, man. I'm really tired of the people that saying that Juice World is still alive. 
Like that's honestly disrespectful to him. Just let the man yeah. rest in peace, yo. All the conspiracy. Uh, yeah, theories. they're all like, oh, Juice World's alive. It spells Juice World is a nah. Just cut that shit out, man. Just let the man rest in peace. Yeah. Like I said, he went out sad. Uh, like I said, my cousin Ronnie. Shout out Ronnie J. Uh, oh, oh my God, Ronnie, man, one of the best producers out. out there. By the way, did conversations with him. Did a lot of things, man. Shout out Ronnie. Shout out Juice, man. Just let that man RP again. Yeah, man, I totally agree with you 100%. Just let the man rest. Uh, enough with them conspiracy theories, all them TikTok videos and all that. But, you know, what else do you expect from the internet nowadays, bro? But um, he was he was definitely a love dude, and he shared a lot of music, man, and he left us with a lot of music, so rest up. But, uh, yo, Lil Baby and Lil Dirk are actually dropping a collab tape, bro. I saw it on Instagram today. Shit's probably going to be dope, man. I mean, you heard their new track they just dropped. Yeah, yo, I mean, so... What I'm actually hearing from the public is kind of crazy, to be honest, man. I'm scrolling through Twitter. I'm hearing that little baby is overrated now. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say he's so overrated. I don't really look at his little baby as one of the best lyricists in the game. I look at lyricists. Nowadays, you got to dissect rap how you want. And you got to really dissect it if you really want to get the no rap, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. you, you got to dissect it by lyricists, rap, like creativity uh flow like you just really got to break it down there's really it's not the 90s anymore you're not going to get Nas Wu-Tang yeah, uh, you're not going to get Slim bar, Shady yeah, you're not yeah. going to get Hove you're Wayne, not going to get Vintage <laughs> yeah yeah you're not you're just not going to expect it anymore so you can't really say a rapper is top 10 now without dissecting what kind of rapper he is you know what i mean yeah. so i i like Lil Baby I like Lil Dirk I would say they're in the top 20 rappers right now like yeah, creativity yeah. wise popping wise not lyricists not spitters yeah like, no nah, for sure you for know sure. what i mean what they're doing for the game right now they're definitely considered top 10 exactly um in the mainstream industry you know um but i yeah man i think that's going to be some heat you know they when they collab like two artists like that on that level uh you know they're going to deliver quality so i feel like it's going to be tough man and i really wouldn't call little baby overrated you know what i mean uh i think for today's day and age as you just broke it down bro i feel like he's the way he moves i mean he everybody fucks with him man he's doing his thing right now you gotta shout out little baby <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. But on another level, Drake dropping some heaters. That's one. That's a level that nobody's really gonna get up there to touch. I mean, I feel like it's gonna be a little bit till somebody touches Drake's level. Yeah, um, we- <laughs> Drake's on that Kanye hove, if not past that. Uh, I like to keep Kanye level up there, though. Uh, you know, how I feel about yeah, that Kanye, yeah. man. Uh, but. What's your favorite track, man? On off, Scary Hours 2. Off Scary Hours 2, man. Drake dropping that heat. You already know, man. I, got, I really fucked with all three tracks, man. You already know. He dropped the visuals for What's Next. Tough, tough visuals. Drake always delivers. Uh, Once and Needs, though, with Lil Baby. Gotta say, I've been bumping that the most, bro. The beat, everything about it. And we were just talking about Lil Baby, man. Um, and, and again, when somebody like Drake and Lil Baby collab, you know what, you know what's coming. So it was definitely heat. But also, shout out to the Lemon Pepper Freestyle yeah, with Ricky Rose. Yeah, man. Oh. That gotta be my yeah. favorite one, bro. You know how I feel yeah. about that Drake Ross collab. That's what I'm saying. I feel like they're untouchable, bro. Rose and Drake is untouchable. They're 82 and 0. Bro, I mean, LeBron shouting him out on Twitter. You know he loves Drake, man. They're boys. Um, and Ricky Rose, he shouted out both of them. And Chad Johnson, bro, you see he's hitting at that collab project with Rick Ross and Drake, man. So who knows? We're going to get a whole project from him, so that'll be dope. Yeah, man. I mean, Rick Ross is definitely underappreciated, man. Uh, that Maybach music is definitely, 
it's been around since I was a young boy, man. Since high school, yeah, uh, maybe even like... elementary school, man. That that Maybach music is iconic. Uh, Rick Ross be spitting. He be talking to us. Um, yeah. Same with Drake, man. I mean, people don't understand that they don't just rap. They be talking to us. Yeah, man, they really be speaking to us like they did on that freestyle, Lemon Pepper freestyle. Check it out, y'all. Uh, we actually made a post about it, so if you ain't seen it already, go check it out. That new Drake, go get it. Um, but now we moving on, bro, to the UFC weekend we had, man. Saturday was full of flights. The main card was stacked. What, man, I don't even know what you want to get into first, bro. I'll leave it up to yeah, you. Yeah, man, so we'll start off just by going off top of... The straight rounds, let y'all know what happened, the results. We had Kai Kara France defeated Roguero Bontorin. First round TKO punch, man. I don't know. That was that was an iron fight, man. But it's the one, impressive. The, yeah, the one fight that we did catch, Askar Askarov, man, defeated Joseph Ben Nevedez. Unanimous decision. 30 to 27, 30 to 27, 30 to 26. Pretty lopsided, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a lopsided. I mean, I think it was fairly Fairly judged. Uh, a couple of these fights went to unanimous decision, man. Kyler Phillips uh, defeated Song Yadong. <laughs> <laughs> Not the best yeah. at pronouncing names. Yeah, unanimous that. decision, 29-28, 29-28, 29-28. Went to Kyler Phillips, man. I mean, this fight was a little more even. Uh, like I said, like you said, UFC 259 was really even. Um, besides Amanda Nunes fight, but we'll get into that. <laughs> oh, uh, Dom Cruz defeated Casey Kenny. I actually had money on Casey Kenny, which kind of disappoints me, man. Oh. Uh, I thought he was going to come in a fight more aggressive. Uh, like I was reading actually on Reddit. Check that out, man. If you really want picks on bets, uh, I definitely <laughs> recommend Reddit. Yeah, It'd be man. on there with the locks, but like back to Casey Kenny, man. Uh, they were on Reddit saying that he was going to get the submission, man. But like I said, he didn't come out aggressive. Yeah, it actually went to a split decision, so I'm not going to sit here and say he got his ass whooped. But it was 29-28, 28-29, then 30-27, to so he definitely got fatigued in the last round. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the early on fights, I mean, they were pretty lopsided. But getting into the main card, though, man, I mean, Alexander Rockets, man, he's he's 13-2 and coming into this fight. Tiago Santos, man, he, he's been around for quite quite some time now. I feel like... I knew this was going to happen, man. We had money on this, and, and we guessed right, man. Rockets came through with the victory over Tiago Santos, and I knew that knee injury was going to affect him, man. He's yeah, coming I mean, off you, of you definitely did call that, bro. Yeah. I, I had some he, doubts, man, when they was fighting because <laughs> I see Santos come out. He was big, yeah, man. Yeah, I was doing my you homework, I mean? man, and I could definitely tell you that Rockets was coming into this fight prepared, uh, well-prepared for him. He had the reach advantage. He had the height advantage, um, and he also had the age advantage, and that's huge when it comes to UFC. I mean, experience is a thing. Thing, don't get it wrong um but again tiago santos coming off of two losses i mean to john jones and glover Teixeira, who mind you is at the top of the division right now so glover Teixeira is he's a he's a mean dude and and so is john jones uh but i just knew uh santos is his wear and tear right now and his his age versus rockets i knew how that fight was gonna end up yeah man that's really good analysis on that uh rockets definitely looked like a beast there uh like we said we bet on it so we basically called that john yeah, man. Also, I mean, one of the next fights we have here 
Islam Markachev, man. He defeats Drew Dober. We knew that was happening as well. I had money on a couple of these fights, bro. I'm pretty sure you did, yeah, too. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and <laughs> yeah, you know, said, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, we rock. So, yeah, man. So, But I, I got to be honest, man. Markachev really came through with it, and I had a feeling, man, it was easy uh, submission, uh, third round. And, uh, you know, he, he looked incredible out there. I yeah, knew he got the ball in the arm triangle, man. I mean, that's <laughs> one of the toughest the, moves yeah. out there to get out of. No. When somebody's in an arm triangle, man, I when think you yeah. caught a fight. When you're I don't think they're in, getting out of that. Yeah, when you're, Same when, as an arm bar. <laughs> when you're in that position and you're already fatigued, when somebody gets you in a triangle, that's, that's it. Um, especially that's somebody that's training under Khabib, man. Uh, that was one of the main factors I had in this fight, man. Markachev is Khabib's young bull, basically, as we would say. Yeah, that we knew yeah. it was going to be a submission. Like I said, man. back to Reddit, they're spitting on Reddit, man. They're giving out straight facts. Uh, they they said he was gonna get, win by submission. I took that. I think at plus what was it? I think it was plus. He was the 400. underdog. It was definitely. Yeah, um, I think it was plus four hundred. Yo, to be honest, it might have been a little more than that. Yeah, I don't. But don't recall. Definitely took that. So pay attention to Reddit. Like I said, when it comes to UFC, but a fight we're gonna get into, man, that really kind of disappointed me. I can't lie, yo, oh, but I can't man. hold anybody accountable besides Jan in the fight. Uh, I'll let you speak on that, bro. Yeah, man. Uh, next fight we had on Saturday was uh, Peter Yan versus Sterling, man. So I, here's my here's my thought on this. I mean, Yan was winning the whole fight. I mean, Dana White even spoke on that. I don't know if you've seen the press conference prior to the fight. Um, Yan, you controlled the whole fight. He was controlling the whole fight. He was winning the whole fight. Um, I was actually taking Sterling as the underdog on the fight, uh, but Jan was really tearing him up, man. He was making them key shots, them key strikes, um, and it just built up on Sterling. And it, you could really see uh, he was he was really getting worn out towards towards the end. Uh, but when he had him down, and the ref called him as a down man. Why do you throw that knee, man? I just don't understand. Why do you throw the knee when you're in there already in the control of the fight? I mean, that's just what I didn't understand. Yeah, I don't understand why his team apparently had told him to throw the knee. But if we're really going to get real into detail, man, like you said, I hate to bring up conspiracy theories and all that and all these little theories that you got on the Internet. But on Twitter, they were really showing the pick. He technically wasn't down, bro. What do you think of that? Yeah. <laughs> you see that? No, His knee not. wasn't down, man. When you when you I mean, when you watch the replay, but it's close. They're not gonna really but here's, do that. Here's what you caused know, he, it. He was if the ref form. calls the man down, the exactly. ref's down. That, exactly. Um, it's just like football. It's just like basketball, exactly. bro. They make you know the close calls, and that was a very close one. But I can tell you, bro, when they showed that replay, that knee hitting him, that was unnecessary. That was insane, and that's what I'm saying. It's not like you could say he was frustrated. He was losing the fight. That's why he did it. Um, you know, I it, get it. It was acting, though. I yeah, can't lie. The yeah. dude was no, acting. No, people are saying it, it Sterling sold nerves, it a yeah. little bit, you know. Um, and maybe he did. I, I don't know. We weren't in the ring, so I don't know. But I just think uh, it definitely he definitely felt it. <laughs> but Yeah, uh, there's no <laughs> doubt about that. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I, do, I was disappointed on how that fight ended up. And they're already automatically going in for the rematch. Both guys won it. Uh, I will give Sterling that credit, though. He did get on the mic afterwards and say that's not how he wanted to win the fight. And you know he he's he's definitely down to for a rematch so we'll see what yeah. happens yeah 100 percent, man but a fight we're getting into man Drum that's uh really really serious man amanda nunez went Vigo. a full three minutes i think it was <laughs> i think she i think she went a full three minutes bro 
I think the I, fight lasted more than it, it which, might have lasted more than three minutes. It, and if it did, that, that's insane. Then compared to less than twenty <laughs> seconds, like her other fights, yeah, then shit. That, that's insane. I, I mean, but let's let's get into this, bro. I mean, a first round submission arm bar. It looked it, it was insane. I mean, she was straight like straight up snake. socked her right in the face. <laughs> like, I and mean, I thought they were gonna call a the nice TKO. Right. Yeah, she hit her with a right right away. Oh yeah, she hit her with a couple, <laughs> and yeah. she she dropped her. Um, she was hitting her, and then got on got on the ground. She you know she had the top advantage on her, just and came out straight just, dominant. Yeah, just straight dominance performance. And it's not the first time we've seen this displayed by Amanda Nunez. Like, let's look at this track record here, bro. Let's let's just think about this. She beat Ronda Rousey, who was the first woman in UFC history to make it to the Hall of Fame. Uh, she beat Ronda Rousey just a few years back, well, more than a few years ago, but in 48 seconds, bro. Like at that time, Ronda, Ronda Rousey was on top of the world. I think it was about 2016. Uh, she was on top of the world, man. So I just think that from that, we knew she was special. Um, she's got one of the longest active win streaks right now with 11. And she's she's beaten old other notable names too. I mean, she's taken out Misha Tate, man. First round submission. We're talking, uh, we're talking big big fighters when it comes to women in the UFC. Beat Holly Holm before in a first round head kick knockout, man. And she stands right now eight and zero against UFC champs. So that just goes to show you like her resume. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, she's one bad girl, yo. I mean. I would not want to be in the ring with her myself. I mean, I know obviously <laughs> no. that's not for legal purposes, yeah. but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, more than just getting your face. Yeah, in. definitely <laughs> not. Uh, feel like she's a bear in the ring. Definitely, <laughs> anybody that fights her definitely doesn't want to. Uh, she could de- be some dudes in the UFC. Right yeah, now, so no, one hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, man. I mean, anybody that's fighting Amanda Nunes right now is hungry for the money. Uh, they need it. <laughs> uh, that's about it, man. Unless yeah. they just want to, they feel like getting their ass whooped. They're going drunk, probably <laughs> just want to get their ass whooped. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know. No, There's but, nothing to explain it. But definitely, man, I mean, just appreciating the greatness and witnessing the history we are of Amanda Nunez. She could go down as the best woman UFC fighter of all time. People are already calling her the GOAT. In 2018, she became the first two belt champion women's UFC history. I mean, only four fighters have even done that in the UFC, so that just goes to show you. I mean, guys like McGregor, Cormier, you know what I mean? So it just goes to show you the level that she's on. And she already has two title defenses after her victory on Saturday against Megan Anderson. So, I mean, it was really impressive, man, to to see that type of talent displayed. Yeah, 100%, man. But we got another fight to get into, the main event, man. Not what I expected, bro, to be honest. Definitely not what I expected. Nasanya, I really expected him to get the knockout, to be honest. <laughs> but it didn't go anything like yeah, that. Yeah, the main event on Saturday, man. We were all waiting for it. We were all dying to see this fight. I mean, Israel Adesanya moves up in a weight class from middleweight to light heavyweight. He gains 20 pounds for this fight. Uh, Jan uh, Blakowicz, correct me if I didn't pronounce his name wrong, but uh, Jan Blakowicz, man, it... it he that dude's he he is a freak, man. I can't lie. Like Yeah, he's a beast. Just seeing how he handled Adesanya, I mean, yeah, he went up. I knew he could class. pack a punch. Yeah, so. and, and before but the fight, he, I even he, fuck that Poland power Poland power, Polish power, whatever the hell they call that. Adesanya ate that punch, man. No <laughs> blood was shed. Yeah, no. I mean, there, no blood was shed. Um, but you know, Jan really put on. You know, he he definitely went in there and he controlled the fight. Uh, not for the most part. I mean, it was pretty a split. It was a split fight going into that last round. I mean, I, I don't know if 
you, you could say the same thing, bro. But and that's one of the things Dana White was saying. He said it's he's tired of the ten eight scores. Uh, he said he asked everybody in the press conference right now. He said if you think that was fight was a ten eight in every round, please you know speak your piece. Like say it. Nobody, everybody was crickets, man. Uh, he was really pissed off about the judging scores on the fight. And if you watched it, like I said, bro, you knew Adesanya held his own. Uh, it was a great fight. I think both fighters really. It was it was a tie going into that last round. Yeah, man. I mean the fight. Kind of was disappointing to me because I was an Adesanya fan. I was oh, really yeah. hoping he got the win, man. But as a UFC fan, you really can't be mad. Both fan, both uh, fighters, I felt like, gave it their all. Uh, like I said, Adesanya could have been a little bit more... He could have... He could have been more... Uh, a little sharper than he... Yeah, could. more sharper. I feel like... He definitely could have been more strategic. He, he could have got him to the ground more than... Like, like he was getting him to the ground. Yeah, Blockowitz. exactly. He was getting him to the ground. His... His uh, strategy going into the fight was way more uh, technical. Yeah, it was it was way it was more better technical. than Adesanya's. And you knew he prepared uh, very hard to take on Adesanya because he knew what he was up against. Um, you know, they call him. You know, he's he's basically like a human anime character. So I mean, yeah, exactly. We've seen what he's done before. I mean, he's twenty and zero going into this. The fight. length is just deadly. Undefeated man. I mean, like you said, the length is is deadly. Uh, he was undefeated going into this fight. Jan had a record of twenty eight and seven. Is now uh, no twenty eight and eight. Uh, was 27 and 8. Um, now he gets that victory against a very notable name, too. Uh, you got to give it to him, though. Uh, for yeah, definitely got to give it to him. The champ. He was the champ. Yeah, as it, I remind you. It, exactly. And it just goes to show you that I do think that moving up in weight class does affect. It, yeah, it, really that's the, it was hard. Effect. I mean, if you thought it was, it was honestly the book just putting that in people's heads, if we're keeping it honest. Uh, Adesanya shouldn't have been favored. Well, he should have, but he shouldn't have been favored as high as the books gave him. Yeah. I mean, minus two eighty yeah. was kind of crazy. Like it just, I think I feel like everything was just boosted. Maybe minus like one eighty. Yeah, yeah, I feel like everything was just boosted. Yeah, but no, it was hyped up. Yeah, it was it was really hyped up. But we got a good fight. That's what, yeah, that's what you get. I mean, he was an undefeated fighter going into the fight, so they were gonna hype it up regardless. And you know, everybody followed the hype train naturally. An undefeated fighter going in against a guy that has the power like Blockowitz does, man, uh, definitely has some reminiscence of like Chuck Liddell, honestly, in my opinion. Yeah, a hundred percent, man. UFC really never uh, fails to entertain me. Honestly, <laughs> I'm really starting to become a heavy fan of UFC. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, and obviously boxing. You know how I feel about boxing. Yeah, but speaking of sports that I really fuck with, man, basketball, NBA, they figured out a way to have the All Star Game, man. But before we get into the actual All Star Game in the contest, <laughs> NBA had Harlow, Quavo. Two chains, a little baby, man. I mean, how do you feel about that the game? 2021 <laughs> celebrity I mean, all-star. I, it was exactly how I pictured it. What did I tell you, bro? Who did I have winning yeah. in the beginning? Nah, Harlow and Quavo. I knew Harlow and Quavo were taking that. Um, just for the simple fact that I know two chains could ball out, but little baby dish. Yeah, he was <laughs> suspect from the rip. He was bricking stuff, man. He was airballing, and uh, yeah, he was tweeting and all that afterwards. But Harlow and Quavo, man, I knew they were some ballers. I knew Harlow could ball. Uh, Quavo always you, you always see them videos on Instagram and Twitter. Quavo balling up in the gym or whatever. Uh, but they they murdered them, man. Twenty one to seven in the celebrity all star game. So that was pretty fun to watch though. Before everything you know happened. Yeah, man, hundred percent. I think Quavo. Has something like 16 points, 14 rebounds, or something crazy like <laughs> yeah. that. Yo. He was straight ball. I mean, in a game of 21, it's kind of wild. 21 7, like you said, it was a blowout. Uh, but speaking of blowouts, man, exactly how I caught it 
Really not a blowout, but you get the point. Sabonis crushing the skills competition against Vucevic to finish it out. Uh, he beat Luka. He just climbed to the top, man. I told you he was winning. Sabonis. Yeah, yeah. You called Honestly. That. We was really hot during the All-Star game, man. A lot of money was made. But Anthony Simons, we called that too. You thought you think he should have won the dunk contest, man? What was your thoughts on that? Uh, I think in size, you know, if you're talking the the size advantage that the other two guys had, you know, topping, and uh, you know, I, I would just yeah, say, Cassius Stanley did come I, out with a fire dunk first. I will say Stanley and Toppin did have the size advantage on Simons, but Simons being the small guy, you know, and he really impressed me with the T Mac dunk, man. I think that was his best dunk if we're keeping it honest. I think that could that won it in itself to me. That that tribute right there was dope. I uh, really, really fucked with it. The the little rim John was cool. Yeah, there, yeah. You know that's I mean? all he got he got up on that. Yeah, I, honestly, his first two was dunks hard, was probably bro. better than, you know, this, you know what I mean? So yeah. I, I just think that, you know, I think for the size advantage and just... I, I, Especially I say, he kissed the rim, man. I mean, he wasn't going to actually kiss the rim. He probably yeah, would have ended up with a bloody teeth, mouth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah a so lot of people, people are like, yeah, you got to chill it. on that. Yeah, I want to see you kiss a rim. <laughs> going up full force. <laughs> yeah. I know I couldn't do that. So nah, I mean, hell shit. Nah. Um, but yeah, his head was above the rim, so I think that was pretty. You know, it was impressive again um, for his height to the the size. So you got to give that to him. Um, but the skills competition, you did call that, bro. Sabonis so winning that. Uh, Luca making some jokes saying he didn't practice for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew Chris Paul wasn't really gonna do yeah. as well as he. We everybody thought he was because yeah. it's Chris Paul. But I knew it. It just favored the big men, man. I mean. The skills competition really stopped favoring little men. I think it's not timed anymore or something along the yeah, lines. But so now it gives more of the big men a competition to, you know, compete. One thing we're gonna talk about no competition, man. Steph Curry, three point contest. Why would you even put him we in there? Called it, man. And 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 if you know any better, you would know that Steph Curry was absolutely winning the three point contest. Uh, he's the greatest three point shooter of all time. I don't care what anybody says, I'll say it until I'm blue in the face. Um, but you just got to give it to him, man. Steph Curry winning the three-point contest, dropping 31 in that round, man. And he, and he didn't miss one except for the – no, he didn't miss one ball on the last rack, so that was impressive. Nah, man. I mean, he got a, he set the record for the most uh, points in a three-point contest, man. I mean, Steph Curry is the greatest shooter of all time. I can't wait for Klay Thompson to get back in healthy. Them Warriors are going to take the league by storm again. They might win another championship. Matter of fact, book it. They will make another championship run. Uh, but speaking of which, getting into teams that. undefeated, LeBron's All Star teams, or I, I think LeBron's teams are four and zero. Ever yeah, since this, you know what? this format started, I I think Team you, LeBron is four and zero. I'm I'm not surprised. Uh, I didn't know that stat, Team but I'm not GM surprised. GM LeBron is four and yeah, yeah, Giannis making the little comments saying he's going to make a nice GM one day. Yeah, yeah. Owner. I think he's going to be an owner. Yeah, I can see it, man. I mean, MJ owns He might the own Warriors. the Cavs. Pay attention. So he can own the Cavs, the Heat, <laughs> nah. something like that. No, nah, I think he burned bridges with that organization. But <laughs> hopefully he finds another one. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully he makes his own, man, yeah. his own team. But Team LeBron defeats Team Durant 170-150. Yeah, man, and honestly, seven hundred and fifty thousand, man, 
for the third good Marshall College Fund. Yeah, you uh, love to see it. That's what it's I all just, about. I love that, man. Um, I love the fact that the, they did that. Um, it just goes to show you how where the NBA's you know head is in in that sense. Like the NBA players really do get into the community stuff, and they, they make a lot of donations and all that. So that's always great, man. Yeah, I mean, speaking of the well, go actually going back to the Jack Harlow and Quavo two chains little baby uh, competition. I think uh, Jack Harlow actually said that he's going to donate his winnings to the college. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I forget I off top that. what college, but. Just stuff like that, man. I love how rappers, they take their earnings, their winnings, they just donate it. Uh, it's, it's good to see, man. But the final target score, another thing that's actually good to see is the, fi- the final target score is set by taking the leading team's cumulative score and adding 24 from my man's Kobe Bryant, man. R.I.P. The late Kobe. Kobe. It was a good thing for the league, man. Mamba forever, man. That was, and the was All-Star awesome. Trophy was named after Kobe Bryant. The Kobe of course. Bryant Award. Yeah, man, I peeped that. Um, that that was awesome. I feel like you know the league's really paying its do paying its respects um, to Kobe, man, and you just love to see it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like, like always, every day. I wish Kobe was still here. The All Star game would have been nuts with them. Yeah. But it was crazy, man. I think they made it the best that they could. Uh, of course, it's the All Star game. We're not going to see crazy defense, but I think they did ball out, man. You had Giannis sixteen for sixteen. Three for three from three, 35 points. You don't even see that in a game from Giannis. Yeah, that was impressive. <laughs> honestly, I wasn't expecting that. I thought Steph was probably going to take, honestly. I thought Steph was going to take the MVP. Yeah, that's how I was looking in the beginning, um, man. Yeah, man. That LeBron-Steph duo was insane. Just Yeah, you insane. know Brown was going to play them light minutes. He had 13 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. Four points. But it's still, man. I knew he was going to turn into coach, Bron. <laughs> just, just like him and Steph's energy, man, playing together for the first time in history. Uh, they put on a show, man. They were having fun out there. It was just, it was dope to see. Uh, Steph, you know, he, he did his thing, 10 for 19 from the field goal, 28 points. Um, but again, and I thought that was really impressive by Giannis to, to come out just perfect, perfect across the board. And, uh, you know, it, it was sad to see that I got one thing I got to bring up about this game. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid not playing was was just terrible, man. It just killed the whole vibe. Uh, not the whole vibe, but it killed it killed it for a little bit. Uh, you know, because it already sucked. You had guys out. You had KD out. That was huge hit. Um, but then Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons getting that news because the COVID stuff not playing. I mean, it, it was just it was kind of, you know, you just wanted to see it. Yeah, man. I mean, you had Anthony Davis out. You had a lot of people out. <clears throat> Um, but Zion, his first All-Star game, 14 minutes, 10 points. Kawhi almost fucked around and had a triple-double. Uh, Jason Tatum, 9, 16, 21 points. It was kind of cool to see Tatum and Jalen Brown going against yeah, each other. you know what? Uh, Celtic versus Celtic, that was kind of cool. That's what we I always like to... to see other players from the same team go against each other in an All-Star game. Yeah, yeah, no, it was, it, that, that was pretty tough. Um, I was honestly really confused how they both were in the three-point contest, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't expect <laughs> Jalen Brown to be yeah, in there. Was, or, uh, well, I expected Jalen Brown over Jason Tatum. Yeah, I was going to say, I think Brown had, uh, you know, he, I don't know. I, I would just, it was kind of weird to just see both of them end up in the three-point contest together. It was just, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> they could have picked somebody else. And of like, course, you know, Bradley Beal had to do his thing like he always does. 26 points, man. I think he actually led the, the Durant team in points. But... Yeah, James Harden, 21 off the bench. You know he's going to do his thing, man. But the one thing that really had me 
<laughs> going nuts, man. Damon, Steph, just shooting from outer space, man. That was kind of oh, crazy to see. I hope we see that in a game coming up. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually checking now to see when the next Warriors Blazers game is. Yeah, it's always fun battle to see Dame and Steph go at it. The way those guys can shoot lights out. Uh, Dame is a great three point shooter uh, from outside the three line. As he, yeah, they were just taking, they were just pulling up from half court. I mean, it was just hilarious to see. Um, I, I, you know, I think the All Star games nowadays is more so because mainly all the players have a good relationship and they all get along. I feel like they're all cool with each other. So it's all fun and games when they play and they have fun with it, which I think is dope. Versus back in the day, I feel like it was more, I don't know, there was more heat back in the day, I feel like, with the players. And I feel like it was more competitive back in the day um, in the sense of, like, playing against each other. But I feel like, like I said, the new school and the way they, these guys do it, they all get along. Like, and I feel like they're all cool with each other, so they all have fun out there. Yeah, 100%, man. Like, people were really trying to talk down on the All-Star game, myself included. I didn't think it should happen. I was like, what the fuck? Like, COVID's already happening. You saw Embiid and Simmons was already... I was like, here we go. Here is the start of it. Like, All-Star weekend's going to be canceled yeah. already. Once I saw Simmons and Embiid going out. But it seemed to work out. The players, like you said, seemed to be having fun. Uh, the people, it was pretty cool how they had the fans on the webcams and stuff. Like, the fans weren't completely out of it. They still had a little bit of interaction in there. But it's still not the same without the fans, man. Yeah, it's definitely not. Um, but they made the best of it, as you said, bro. And, you know, we really, you know, like you really touched on that. They really made the best of it uh, for guys being out with the COVID stuff, the fans not being able to be there 100%. Uh, they really did do the best they could. And I think they, they had a pretty good all-star game, bro. I'd say it was yeah, a pretty I mean, good one. The, really, the point of the all-star game is to drive in the revenue, to drive, to make the fans happy, and to really get good content. And yeah, I, I'm yeah. pretty sure we got all three of that. Yeah, exactly, man. And they give the fans what they want. Um, and it's really it's a fun thing. The All-Star Weekend is probably one of the, the best, I'd say, in sports is the NBA All-Star Weekend. Um, yeah, besides the yeah, it's better than besides the, ba- the baseball All-Star. I'm, I'm going to put – I can't hold you, bro. I'm actually going to put the All-Star game in the MLB over – Yeah, no, no, I would agree with because you. Because I think – don't they actually play for home field advantage or something along yeah, the lines? Yeah, no, no. They, there's more to it. There's more competition to the to MLB's All-Star weekend. The home run derby is awesome in itself. Um, you know, you, I really enjoy the MLB All-Star weekend, but I'd yeah, say – you know how I used to be yeah. with Ryan Howard and that bitch, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Howard, Vlad Guerrero going at it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Albert Pujols, Mark yeah. – yo, that was them times, bro. A-Rod and all them. Yeah, yeah. you know how it was. So, yeah, man, no, but I, I think the NBA All-Star weekend is, is cool, bro. It's probably second because it's definitely better than the Pro Bowl. Uh, oh, yeah, anything's <laughs> yeah. better than the Pro Bowl. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. my God, who thought it was a good idea to have uh, $100 million athletes tackling each other for basically for nothing? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, a participation uh, award. Yeah, the skills <laughs> challenge stuff's pretty cool, but. <laughs> yeah, that, that's know. about it. But. Speaking of NFL, while we're on the topic, bro, we have some breaking news, and you know I'm hype about this one, bro. Dak Prescott, my man gets paid, man. They finally paid my boy. Dak, four years, $160 million, uh, $126 guaranteed, bro. It's, it's just it's awesome to see. I, lo- I love it, man. Nobody deserves it more than my boy Dak. Yeah, man. I mean, Dak Prescott is everything you ask for in a quarterback, especially now. Uh, 69 games played, 69 games started. Uh, he has 66, uh, 66% completion rate, same as Patrick Mahomes. Uh, that's Talk right. Uh, that wasn't a <laughs> typo. Same as Talk Patrick Mahomes. Uh, 17,634 yards, 106 touchdowns, 40 interceptions. 
He has 892 rushing yards, sacked 146 times. His offensive line is not as good as people think it is. Uh, it has deteriorated, sadly. It is reality. It is not false reality. It is reality. <laughs> yeah, it, The Dallas Cowboys offensive line isn't what it was it, in 2017. Yeah, no, it's not 2016 anymore. It's not 2017. You could even push and say uh, it's not 2014. It's not 2015, man. Listen, Eagles fans, wake up all you – Anybody that's hating and saying that the Cowboys still have a great offensive line, just just stop it. Um, you know, the Travis Frederick retiring early. Tyron Smith is hurt every other week. Uh, you know, Lyle Collins and Zach Martin are probably our best offensive linemen right now. We have a few young guys in there. Uh, Connor Williams, you know, I mean, it's it just... But to me, I, I just feel like Zach Martin even gets injured. So it, it's just, you know, he really doesn't have the line. But Dak, man, for what he has done since he's been in the league is incredible, man. I mean, he's got a playoff win against Russell Wilson, and he's played in three of them. Uh, you know, so just the fact that he took our team there, he's got, you know, it, it just goes to show you his his career, his ceiling on his career, uh, 15 game-winning drives. I mean, the list goes on, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, actually, it's funny because I want to bring this up because I know a lot of people really don't take this into consideration and won't take this into consideration, but I'm just going to really go out there and say it anyway. Uh, Josh Allen's little MVP season, I'm going to – I know people can't see me, but I'm actually putting them air quotation marks uh, – now, people were raving about Josh Allen this year, basically, and Dak Prescott last season, which people didn't really talk about at all. I don't think he was mentioned uh, even in the top 10, no, to be honest. No. I think people were kind of shitting on Dak last year uh, as the Cowboys went 8-8. Eight and eight. Tell them the stats. Uh, the Cowboys went 8-8. Eight and eight. Dak, 388 attempts. Well, 388 completions, excuse me, 596 attempts for 65 completion rate, 4,902 yards. 30 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 151 yards. Now, Josh Allen, 2020 stats, 13-3 for his team, 396 completions to 572 attempts, 69% completion rate, 5,544 yards, 37 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 159 yards. Long story short, their stats are pretty much identical, pretty much similar Pretty much um, neck and neck there, and Dak um, just really didn't get any credit for his. Yeah, so. and, and he never, he never really did. Uh, he that, and that's one of the things that really pains me. Um, Dak Prescott is probably one of the most disrespected quarterbacks in the league uh, for what he produces, like what he does, man. I loved him since he came in and came in for Romo in 2016, man. He was unexpected to start. Fourth-round draft pick. A lot of people forget that, too. This man was a fourth-round pick, man, from Mississippi State. Uh, he was lighting it up in college. He made a name for himself there. Um, and that's why we took him. And, you know, he, who knew he would be the face of the franchise? And he gets his deal, man. This has been going on for so long. Now we can finally, all the talks can stop, man. I'm just, I love to see it. Love to see it, man. Yeah, man, 100%. But you know what that brings on with Dak getting this big deal? Um, it brings on contract talks with other other players, man, other star players, to be honest. Uh I'm hearing talks that they won't be able to keep Dak, Zeke, Coop, and Jalen Smith on the team together next year. What's your thoughts on that? 
Well, not not specifically next year for the year uh, 2022, you know. Yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah. I think they'll be solid for this year, next year. Um, but I, I think, yeah, obviously they're going to come to a point just like any other team does that has a lot of stars on the team that want their money and want to get paid. Uh, they're going to have to come to that point where cap, they got to work things and, you know, somebody might have to go um, out of these guys. It's not going to be Dak now. Obviously, he just got the deal. Uh, they gave Zeke the deal. Um, you know, he got his $90 million deal. So the chances of extending him really depends on his play. Um, that, that's what, that's what that comes down to. Uh, it depends on Zeke's play. If they're going to keep him, I don't think they give up Jalen Smith. He's too much of a key piece on that defense, which isn't that good. Uh, so in that, in that sense to me, I, I would just say that Jalen Smith is a high importance player. Um, probably one of the hardest to replace other than Dak Prescott out of them four guys. Uh, so you, it's going to come down to Zeke or Coop. Just mark my words. Yeah, man. So we all know Anna here uh, is a Cowboys fan, a uh, diehard, you know. huge Cowboys <laughs> fan. Uh, so he's going to be a little biased. <laughs> yeah. But we'll read off Zeke Elliott's stats. Uh, in 2016, 108.7 yards a game, 21.5 attempts a game, 15 touchdowns, the five fumbles. And we'll read off his 2020 stats. 65.3 yards a game, 16.3 attempts, six touchdowns, six fumbles. What's your thoughts? Well, um, just reading that list and hearing you read it out loud, and obviously the first thing I'm going to say there is I hate the fumble-itis that Zeke's had uh, the past two seasons, honestly. But last season, it was really bad. Um, but I'm kind of just, as a Cowboys fan, bro, call me biased, but I'm writing last season off at this point. It was tragic. Uh, it was terrible. When Dak went down, the whole team went down. I know, you know, you got to keep going. But when you, that's why he just got paid his deal that he just got paid because he is the leader of this team. Uh, so that being said, uh, you know, you know, Robin needs Batman, man. So I think Zeke needs, you know, Dak to they excel each other's game. I think they elevate each other on the field, um, and they both complement each other, and they open the field up. I definitely agree with you on that, man. Uh, Zeke, is, I definitely expect them to keep Zeke. I think it's the best move for them personally. But what's your thoughts on Tony Pollard? 129 touches, zero fumbles this season. Uh, he seemed also to really show out in yards. I think he had over 300, if not just touching 300. Uh, do you think they survive with just TP and Dak? Um, or you, you think know, they need I've, Zeke? I've been high on Tony Pollard since we drafted him. Um, I think this is going into his third year now. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. But I, I've been high on TP since we drafted him, man. He came out of the small school, and I, I, you know, I was looking up his highlights since draft night. And I, I, you know, I loved, loved the way he played the game, and I knew he would be an immediate impact the most. So when you've seen him get them touches and you've seen what he did, he really was, he was really electric, especially last season uh, for us. He made some huge plays. Um, but I think Zeke's confidence really wasn't there last season. I'm not making excuses for him, but I, you know, I kind of am at the same time. But I, I would really say that Tony Pollard, at the end of the day, bro, in my opinion, just being a Cowboys fan, watching so many games and watching the Cowboys, much as I love Tony Pollard, man, as much as a talent as he is, you, he's still not Ezekiel Elliott at the end of the day. Uh, I don't think that if you got rid of Zeke, I don't think that's good to rely on just Tony Pollard to carry that workload. I don't know if he's going to be, be able to handle Ezekiel Elliott's workload, bro. That's, that's the thing. Uh, Zeke is a workhorse. Whether you, whether you like Zeke or not, uh, you just have to respect his game at the same time. He's one of the 
the most consistent running backs in the NFL. Um, a lot of guys praise him in the league. A lot of defensive players uh, will say the same thing. He's, it's hard to do what Zeke does. Um, so, you know, and that being said, I mean, this year, if you look at his stats, uh, 244 attempts, 979 yards. He's averaging four a carry, and he only had six touchdowns. That's a light year for Zeke. Um, but pretty much, if you want to look at it, bro, if he gets over 300 touches, it's, it's wraps. He's well over 1,000 yards. Um, you can expect over four yards of carry every year. And, you know, they want to say his game declined. You know, it definitely did last season. I'm not, not disputing that. You can't dispute the numbers when it shows. Uh, he didn't touch 1,000. But, again, if you look at the attempts, it mirrored that season, bro, when he was out for six games. Uh, back in 2017, man, he was out six-game suspension, 242 attempts that year compared to 244 this year. That year, he had 983 yards, averaging 4.1 a carry. And this year, he had 970 yards, four-point average. So, that, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I definitely understand what you're saying on the Zeke take, man. Like I said, personally, I think they they should bring Zeke. Well, they, they have Zeke. They just shouldn't <laughs> let him go. Yeah. Long story short. But I know there's plenty of teams that are going to be calling. So, they just really make sure. Zeke needs to make sure he gets it done Uh on the field. Yeah, and, so and in he, my, he needs to show his worth. In my opinion, I think, um, you know, the start of the season coming up, 2021 season, regular season, when Dak is under center, I think the world's going to be normal. Ezekiel Elliott will be over 1,000 yards, well over 1,000 yards next season, and Dak will be well over 4,000. Mark my words. You heard it there first from Anthony Potts. <laughs> uh, we shall see. The biggest Cowboys fan in probably the Tri-State area. <laughs> but moving on to... Bigger and better things, <laughs> as I should say. Deshaun Watson to Denver. Is that what you're thinking, bro? Well, um, yeah, we got a little bit of a quarterback frenzy going on in the league right now. But I think Watson does end up in Denver. It seems to be that's what the talks are pointing at. Uh, at first, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But if you look at it right now, they have Drew Locke. Uh, Drew Locke's our boy, but he don't really, you know... He hasn't been, you know, obviously he's not Deshaun Watson. So it definitely would be an improvement for Denver. Uh, I think if Watson went there, it's an improvement for him versus Houston, definitely. Um, they have key pieces over there, K.J. Hamler, I mean, Melvin Gordon. Uh, you know, they, they have guys, Jerry Judy. I mean, come on, you give him those weapons, he's going to produce, especially after losing guys like DeAndre Hopkins. I think Watson goes to Denver. Um, on another note, though, bro, I, I mean – What's your what's your take on that? Uh, what's your take on Watson? So my take on Deshaun, man, I feel like he goes to the 49ers. I feel like it's the perfect situation for him. The defense is still elite. Uh, you guys got to forget Nick Bosa is coming off of an injury. I think he's going to be – yeah, he's definitely going to be back. Uh, I know they're getting rid of Sherman. I'm pretty sure. I don't think he'll be back. But like I said, Deshaun Watson to the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, definitely the perfect offense for him. Um like I said, Deshaun Watson just needs an amazing coach. Uh, like Basically like that Kyler Murray situation, how he fell into yeah. Arizona. Yeah. I just feel like Deshaun needs that. It's funny how I bring up Arizona. Uh, they just got J.J. Watt and Desha uh, DeAndre. Yeah. I know uh, Deshaun's mad about that. But like I said, man, Deshaun Watson just really needs a comfortable spot to be in, a nice coach and a nice receiving core. Yeah. And a nice and, defense and that's to what you not get. keep him out in the field fucking uh, <laughs> 80% of the game. And that's what you're going to get in Denver. I think uh, it's going to be a good move. Like I said, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Melvin Gordon, guys that open up the field. Um, I think they would pair well with Deshaun Watson as Watson would pair well with them. But moving on in the quarterback frenzy we got going on in the league right now, Russ 
Russell Wilson, man. My boy Russell. I, you know I'm a huge Russ fan, bro. Let's let's just clear that real quick. Uh, second half of the season, he didn't look so hot as he did coming in. But uh, my take on him in Seattle, I think Russ stays in Seattle, bro. Uh, I definitely want to get your take on that in a moment. But I think Russ stays in Seattle. My reasoning being for that would be because the chemistry is already there. Uh, you know, you're not going to get the locket Russ connection anywhere he goes. Um, he's been playing with that man for years. He's been playing with the team for years. I feel like him and Pete Carroll, you know, they'll, they'll, they're going to figure something out. They're going to get him some help in the draft with the offensive line. Maybe, you know, try to trade for a guy or two. I, I don't know. But I think they get it done with, with Russ in Seattle. I think he stays. I think they give him some help on the offensive line, protect him a little bit more, and they make a deal. So my take on the Russ situation, man, I think he goes to Chicago – I think Ooh. Matt Nagy uh, knows his job is really on the line if he doesn't find a quarterback immediately. And I don't think he can succeed with a quarterback coming from the draft because he doesn't have the time to build a quarterback. And I feel like the quarterbacks coming out of the draft need building, except Trevor Lawrence, obviously, which they're not going to get unless they trade uh, the, the, the house, the whole house. Um, <laughs> the Bears need a quarterback. They've never had a quarterback. Russell Wilson is the perfect quarterback. Um yeah, I, I feel like they really trade Khalil Mack to Seattle. At, no, 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 not Khalil Mack. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, they they just need Russell Wilson. They need to trade somebody for Russell Wilson. <laughs> they need Russell Wilson. He is the key to them, to the Bears. They need him. <laughs> I don't yeah. know, bro. Uh, I, I I see your take there, but they might trade Khalil Mack. I got. I don't know, man. I, I think they do trade Khalil Mack. I don't. I don't know if they trade Khalil Mack, and I don't I know. Think he goes if, to Seattle. I don't know if I like Russell in Chicago, but you know how I feel about Chicago. That's biased. <laughs> but uh, speaking of Chicago, Mitchell Trubisky, um, he's been non-existent for quite some time now, wouldn't you say? <laughs> I mean, but hey, I got a crazy take here for you, bro. And this is what I'm gonna throw at you. Um, and it, it includes Chicago, obviously, Trubisky. Um, so my take is I think Sam Darnold, mark my words, ends up in Chicago. And I think Trubisky ends up in New York and goes to the Jets. Um, I, <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit of a wild take. But look, I think Sam Darnold has shown me a little bit more than Mitchell Trubisky in terms of and now, and now I don't like Sam. I'm not too high on Sam Darnold, so let's get that straight. Uh, but I'm definitely not high on much of Trubisky. Uh, he's way the inconsistency. I, I feel like if Sam Darnold had the pieces in Chicago, he would get more done is what I'm saying than Mitchell Trubisky would. See, I would love to see uh, Sam Darnold actually end up in New England. But okay. like you yeah. said, it is a quarterback frenzy. It's been a quarterback frenzy. We will see who ends up where. I'm excited to see who ends up where. I'm excited for the season coming up. Dak just got paid. Big Ben is back. Will we sign Juju? I hope our defense is good. I hope we win the Super Bowl. I will be sad if we don't. <laughs> you better hope Big Ben pulls it out in his 25th, 30th year in the NFL. Um, but, yeah, so no, no disrespect to Big Ben. He's one of the best quarterbacks of all time, in my opinion. One of the most consistent quarterbacks in the NFL that we've seen in the past 10 to 20 years. Uh, I will say that, and I will back you up there. Um, but uh, one more thing, man, before we go. Speaking of Pats. I, th- I I don't know. I'm going to give you my take, and then you're giving me your take on this. I think if the Pats get another quarterback, obviously Cam's, Cam's gone. Um, so I think 
Jimmy G reunites in New England, okay? The chemistry's there. Bill Belichick knows him. I think it's, it's a good move, okay? Because we know that Jimmy G's most likely out of San Francisco, so we'll see what happens. But I think Cam and Jimmy G potentially trade places, man. I think Cam might end up on the Niners. See, I love that Brandon take, bro. Them boys. I love that take. I was thinking of that take. It's definitely still in the back of my mind, but I just don't like the Jimmy G injury history. I don't think Belichick wants to put up with it anymore. Um, I think Belichick loves Jimmy G. Uh, they definitely want to keep him over there. Uh, like you said, bro, it's just a match. Uh, he, I don't think he wanted to give him up in the first place, to be honest. But. <laughs> yeah. And that's what that's why I feel I like think he could go back. The injury is just holding him back. That's the only thing that's holding yeah, him back, to be honest. Yeah, everything I think else the injury. Anything everything else I feel like lines up perfectly with him going back to New England. Um I think they would be in a lot better of a situation than than they were with Cam Newton this past year. I think Belichick could work with Jimmy G. Um again, they they have the history together. I think it, it might happen. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely a good take, man. Uh, we'll see. Like you said, like I said, it's quarterback frenzy again. Uh, it's the year to quarterback, uh, the draft, the quarterback heavy. Uh, we shall see, man. A lot of teams making a lot of different changes. Expect a different NFL next season. Oh yeah, uh, uh, or this season, excuse me. You got um, guys that are going to be. I'm excited, man. Testing free agency. You got guys that are definitely going to be in the waters. Uh, Zach Ertz is one of those big names, man. Uh, along with the tight end Kyle Rudolph. Out of Minnesota, so you got Zach Ertz, Kyle Rudolph, man. Where do you think is their potential landing spots? Right off, right off the top of your head. So real quick, I expect uh, the New Orleans Saints to be on the phone with for uh, Zach Ertz. Okay, I like that. Maybe I didn't the even Saints, think of that. Uh, maybe the Bills. I know they have their Bills tight end. Bills would be solid, even though they have Knox. Yeah, they have Knox. He's a solid tight end, but I do like them on the phone with him. Um, weirdly, I like Seattle on the phone if they decide to keep Russ. Uh, Zach Ertz is you, a good pass blocking tight end. So you know who I like on the good. phone and Kyle Rudolph. But I like I like the Cowboys on the phone for Zach. I, Zach Ertz. I do like the Cowboys on the phone. I like with Zach the Cowboys Ertz. on the phone with Zach Ertz. A little to action, you know what I mean? Come, coming to the dark side, you know. Uh, we shall see. <laughs> switching it up. Could you imagine Zach Ertz in a Cowboys jersey, bro? I think Eagles I do fans, like Blake Jarwin. I, can't I, I lie. listen. I do I, like I'm Blake, Blake Jarwin. My guy. I've watched him grow the past five seasons. I love Jake. You know, uh, but I, I you know, I, I just feel like if you got a guy an opportunity to get Ertz at a good price, I, I love it, man. I yeah, love it. And Blake, I know the, you know, Blake, all my Eagles Blake fans are Jarwin cringing. Is my guy. All my Eagles yeah, fans are Blake, cringing. Blake Jarwin, if you're listening, my guy. <laughs> yeah, man. No, <laughs> I just feel like if you got, you know, keep Jarwin too. Yeah, hey, I'll, I'll take him on the Steelers, man. Hey, listen, all I'm saying is Zach Ertz and Blake Jarwin on the same team. I know you like that. Come on. We shall see, man. But it's been a hell of an episode, episode 38, man. We're keeping the content coming. We got into everything. I mean, we As got into we UFC, do. basketball. It was it was a crazy weekend, to be honest. Uh, we yeah, had UFC it, 259, this, this, All-Star Weekend, three-point competition, dunk, skills contest. Everything was going on. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely a hell of a whole lot to get into this past week. Had a whole lot happen over the weekend, All-Star Weekend, as Nick just said. Crazy UFC cards, man, UFC 259. And you already know we had to get into... 
the music stuff and keeping you guys up to date week to week on everything. The NFL talk, you knew we had to get into it. We're always talking NFL, even when it's not NFL season. Um, and again, man, we just appreciate the love and support week in, week out. And just keep rocking with us, man. We're continuing to produce with the heat every week and give you guys, as promised. Uh, this episode was a little all over the place, but I will say we covered everything, man, from music to the sports. You know where to come, man. It's the guys. We appreciate it. Peace. Peace.